everybody. Welcome to the Be Healed Podcast. I'm Steve Hannett, your host, and I'm always excited to bring the Word of God to you. The Be Healed Podcast is all about helping you to be equipped in understanding God's promise for healing. Healing is probably one of the most misunderstood, mistaught doctrines of the Bible. And I want to tell you, it is everywhere in the scripture. It is in Genesis. It is in Exodus. It is everywhere in the scripture. And God's heart is that of a father. And he desires for his sons and daughters to be healed. It's who he is, guys. It's who he is. And I'm excited that you're going to get to know the father uh, so much more today. And not only do we have one special guest, we have two special guests today to be with us. And it is a beautiful team in ministry from Ignited Ministries. They are both awesome servants of God operating with prophetic gifts. They have traveled the nations for Jesus, and they're with us today to help us understand the value, the operation, and just the administration of the heart of God in the supernatural gifts as it relates to healing. And so I want to welcome Kathy and Charity Campbell to the show today. It's exciting to have you guys. It's an honor to have you guys with us today. And we're going to be talking in this episode about the motivation of the Father to be able to give gifts to his sons and daughters. And these are often called gifts of the Holy Spirit. They're called the supernatural gifts of God. But without question, they flow from the Father's heart. And the Father sent the Son, the Son sent the Holy Spirit, and now the church has been granted this amazing opportunity to flow with the power of God. Now, you may be from a background who may be listening, who may be new to spiritual gifts. You may be new to the reality that the Bible tells us that there are gifts of the Spirit. And if you are new, I want to welcome you to the podcast and to this topic because it's going to enrich you. Uh, The Father never gives anything bad. He always gives something good. And if you haven't already, please text HEALING to 94000 for a free chapter from my most recent book, Unleashing Heaven's Breath, which teaches how to operate in the supernatural power of God. And I want you to make sure that you get that because it's going to describe my story of how God spoke to me and how he began to bring me to the revelation of healing. I know it's going to be a blessing to you. All right. Well, before we get into the teaching of the topic, I'd love for the audience to get to know you guys. So I'm going to start with you, Kathy. Uh, Maybe you can share with us, you know, you are traveling the nations, operating in gifts that some people haven't even heard of. Many people are saying don't exist, but so many people are being blessed by this operation. How did you come into understanding this prophetic anointing in these gifts of the Spirit? Well, you know, I was uh, at the age of 15, I had an encounter in my bedroom with the Lord. I was raised actually in an alcoholic home. And then when I was around the age of 11, uh, my dad had an encounter with the Lord and he decided he was going to take his family to church. My mom had 13 babies, so it's a big family. Wow. And so my dad, because of who he was, when he said move, he moved. So he prepared us and said, when the pastor gives an invitation, you're all going to go to the altar. Wow. And so the pastor gives an invitation. I had no idea what was going on. 
And my dad just looks down the row at us. We all stood up and we went to the altar. (laughs) And that's when I was about 11. And it wasn't until the age of 15 in my bedroom, um, listening to the 700 Club, Mm. Pat Robertson and Ben Kinchlow at the time. And they talked about our need for a savior. Something clicked in me that night. Mm. And I knelt down. They said they were talking about kneel wherever you're at. And I knelt down with my pillow and prayed and asked Jesus to be the Lord of my life. I went into visions all night long. um, And actually, it was like waking up to my alarm to go to school. And I didn't know anything about the Holy Spirit. We had only been in a Baptist church. But I knew that there was something more that God had. And so in my vision, I was all over the world preaching and I would stop and point at somebody and say something to them. And then I'd go back to preaching. I didn't know I was prophesying. Wow. But I knew from that point, there was something more that God had. I didn't know about any woman in ministry, except my dad heard about Catherine Coleman. And so he drove me down to Pennsylvania. And so I got to be in one of her meetings and watching her really stirred in me that there has to be more to the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So you didn't grow up with this experience. You actually had an organic, real encounter with God. And these gifts were just organically moving in you. This is fascinating because so many people think that they, they come through education. Uh rather than through an inspiration from God. That's right. Awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. So Charity, now you're also traveling the nations and you're operating in in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. What was your experience like in beginning to taste them or beginning to operate in them? I think for me, I I came from a background where thankfully my parents were uh, very much a part of moving in the gifts. So for me, I can't remember a time when I didn't see something, or I didn't see those gifts in operation. And my very first trip I went when I was 12 years old, my dad took me and he took me to Ghana, Africa. And it was just an amazing experience to see people hungry from, you know, a place I had never even dreamed of going and experiencing the supernatural people were receiving healing and uh, hearing testimonies. And so there was so much going on. So for me, you know, I grew up seeing a lot of that. And I feel very blessed that Mm. I was able to do that. So in many ways, you saw the witness, the very clear witness. So for you, it was natural that these gifts would be operating. Yeah, that is a big, big blessing because a lot of first generational believers, they don't know that they don't even know. And then those second generational believers are saying, God, you've been showing me who you are all this time. Very powerful. Now, she, she must tell you, though, when I started teaching people how to hear God speak, tell them what you did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so she's telling on me right now. When she first started teaching prophetic and there were classes, um, I would go hide in the bathroom. Anytime there was something where I had to speak to people, I was so nervous and afraid. I thought, wow. no, I'm not doing this. So I would go in the bathroom and just wait until I could hear her teaching again. and then come back into the room. So I did that for a while. Um, 
but you know, she was patient with me. Well, now you mu- God must have done something because now you're speaking on a podcast in front of thousands of people who are going <laughs> to listen. So this is a good thing. A big step. <laughs> so God really sort of did something inside of you that, that started to allow his Holy Spirit to move in you. I think the most, the reason that a lot of that changed for me was I went to a country and I smuggled Bibles. I was very young um, and I was separated from my dad and he didn't know that, but I thought he did. And um, I I came away with hearing God's voice and it literally saved uh, Bibles. And because I was willing to just obey that voice and act on it, it was very impulsive, but I did. And when that happened, I forever was changed that I just want to hear him more. I want to know who he is Mm. more because that experience no one could ever take from me. I knew. And it wasn't, you know, just something I watched from someone else. It was something that was so, um, I couldn't explain it away. Mm. It was there in my face. I think I might've been like 13 or 14. So you were young. Very. But you had that personal encounter. So we see you had the the opportunity to see it in others, but then you had that personal encounter and God showed up in a time of need. He did. Wow. So powerful. You know, that's why we want to share this with you um, to each one who's listening right now, because we all have needs. Some of them are physical. Some of them are mental. Some of them are in your family, your marriages, your finances. And really God, when he sent Jesus Christ to the earth, he wants to restore. He wants to make things whole that are broken. And the gifts of God are meant to help us. They're not meant to be debated. They were meant to minister to us and to help us and meet us in our time of need. So I'd like to get into this idea because a lot of people focus on what the gifts are, and that is good and necessary. But I think it's important to understand why does the Father even give them to us? What is his motivation? And in the years that you've gotten to know God personally, the the years that you've been ministering, you've been encountering all kinds of people from all different cultures and they're in need. Tell us and teach us what you've discovered about the father in the midst of these gifts. What is his motivation? And I think, I think too, that we need to know what the gifts are. I often tell people, we can say, Lord, I want to be used in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But if we don't know what they are, mm-hmm. you know, we're just grabbing it, nothing. And so I always encourage people, write the list down, memorize it from the list so that when you go in, it's like, Lord, I want to be used in words of wisdom. I want to be used in words of knowledge. And so when they're in you, you know what you're asking for. Mm-hmm. But I think the um, the basic um I guess, message that I've discovered is how much God loves people. And we know that it's the goodness of God that brings us to repentance, which is a a change of mind, right? Mm. It's a change of life. And so it's his goodness. And there's many times when I've ministered, people will ask, if you only knew who that person was and what they're involved in, you would never give a word like that. And I always go back to, it's his goodness. He loves. And because he loves, I want to love. And I want to love the way that he loves to where when I see people, I'm able to look past all the stuff and see into the realm of the spirit. And that's a key is that we believe the best in one another. 
and we speak that into each other. That's so beautiful. it's really, it's love. So that, that's very powerful. So God, you want to love the way God loves and God is loving with his power, with his spirit. So we'd be missing something, therefore, if we weren't ministering in the gifts of the spirit and we wouldn't be loved the way he'd want us to be loved without those gifts. That's right. Can you think of in, in your, in your time on the road, either one of you that you've met somebody who have been, who's hurting, who's in desperation to hear God and, um, and God broke through with a word of knowledge or something that that person knew God actually sees me and that that word unlocked that love. Can you share maybe with us? You want me to share one? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> you go. Okay. All right. So I, one just came to mind. I was ministering to a prisoner and you talk about someone being at the bottom of the barrel. Mm. I guess that's a phrase. I don't know if y'all use that here, but down and I, he's put on the phone. I don't know him, never seen him before, but the Lord spoke to me and said to tell him this, do not take a plea deal. Um, so I'm thinking like, okay, God, hopefully that's you. <laughs> well, what I didn't know is within a day he was taken to court. He didn't even know he was going and the attorneys tried convincing him to take a plea deal. And he said, no, I'm not going to take the plea deal. Some woman on the phone told me not to take a plea deal. So then the judge and the prosecutor are trying to convince him he needs to take this deal or he's going to spend a lot of time in prison. He said, I'm not going to do it. This woman, she prayed for me and she told me not to take it. Well, he's in a rough place. Mm. Well, do you know what happened is they had nothing on him. He was released wow. two days later. Wow. And we sat and had breakfast with him as he cried and thanked me for hearing God for him. You see, that's an awesome example of God's love breaking through to save his future. It saved his future. Amen. It did. Hallelujah. Yeah. In the realm of healing, we, we've had people come to the prayer line before and they come for healing because they are sick, they're in pain. And sometimes we have found that though God wants to minister that healing, he first wants to operate with some of those supernatural gifts because he sees blockage. He sees things that hinder him. I remember one woman, she came and she asked for prayer and her back had a lot of pain mm. and she tried for a long time to get rid of it. Never did. As I began to pray for uh, healing of the back, it kept coming and emerging. She's got to forgive people. Uh. Yeah. And I didn't get any detail. I, I, I didn't get any detail of who or what it was about. And I, I just stopped praying for her. And I said, I feel the Lord wants to lead you to a place of forgiving those people. That woman just began crying. Uh, uh, she, just, yeah. she just began weeping hmm. and she did it. After that, I began praying for her again, and I knew <laughs> there's no blockage now. That woman uh, received healing uh -huh. immediately. Yeah. The power of God hit her. And interestingly enough, uh, her career, her lifelong career, is not only that she's a doctor, but she's a chiropractor. Oh. <laughs> and so God sometimes will break in for those things to help unlock That's right. the things that he wants to do. That's right. 
So, you know, this is big what we're saying. And because if his motivation is love, we shouldn't be afraid of them then. That's right. But a lot of people are. That's right. A lot of people are. You know, um, I was thinking just now when you were talking about blockages, um, I for a few years had a heart condition and um, we would have these Saturday night prayer meetings at the church, just praying for anybody that needed healing. Mm. And people would come from, you know, different churches or even people that didn't know the Lord. And each time we would pray, my husband would always kind of just watch me to see. And almost always there was some blockage. And so he started this, you know, school of healing. And I just said, I'm there to help in the teaching. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I myself carried a spirit of rejection from all the years. I mean, my parents, they never told me they loved me. Mm. They never hugged me. That's just the way I grew up. I'm glad today because it made me strong. Um, And there's so many reasons why really I'm very glad, but I carried a spirit of rejection and that was a blockage for that heart condition. I ended up going back to the heart doctor and they took so many pictures, picture after picture after picture. And they finally, I don't know, I counted over 75 and the heart doctor came in and said to me, I have the pictures from previous to now. I don't know what happened, but you have a beautiful heart. Mm. And so then he said to me, I'm not even going to charge you for this visit. And so I knew that when I dealt with that spirit of rejection, the Lord was able to heal my heart. Let's go deeper into this. So you're saying that there are a lot of people whom the love of God wants to heal. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of blockage, pain, trauma, experiences that are hurtful. And yeah. that's blocking people's healing. Because I'm sure a lot of people who are listening right now have prayed for healing. Sure. And it has not come. Mm-hmm. And I want to tell you, if you are listening right now, that does not change God's will to heal you. That's right. Just because you've hit roadblocks does not mean that you're not getting through them. God wants you to. Can you guys talk a little bit about that? Because I think it may encourage people. What are some of those roadblocks that you have commonly, um, commonly seen? Maybe Charity, you can, you can talk to this, um, that, that people can maybe listen right now and say, Hey, that, that could be me. Um, yeah, Kathy, you, you went through and said you had rejection, you know, in your life. Yeah. Charity, what have you seen in, in your time in ministry? Yeah, I think I'll tag on a little bit to her story because fast forward a few years later and we went through a really difficult time um, as a family. And, um, you know, I, I grew up as a pastor's kid. Mm. So um, you see a lot of different things growing up in that environment. And, um, and there was some hard stuff that was going on. And I can remember my mom just being really sad about that and being frustrated. And at two o'clock in the morning, getting a phone call from a doctor telling her, um, that he was a doctor in California and we were in New York. And he said, I just have to give you the results. You have a perfect heart. And she said, no, but I, I didn't 
have any tests and I didn't know what was happening. And so, um, she's up and, and he's saying, just let me go to bed. <laughs> just let me give you this report and, and just get it and let's go to bed. Um, and so my mom is listening to him and she suddenly has revelation. Hey, God was just speaking through this situation. Wow. And I think that's, that's something that we want to make sure if there's any offensive way in us, God lead us. And so that really is the bottom line. There's stuff that happens throughout our, our time, whether it be at work or with our family, there are situations that become so stressful and we can begin to take on something that's not the mind of Christ about the situation or even about ourselves. And so I think it's, you know, you have to just kind of release some of those things to the Lord as best as you can and let him take over and let his peace come back in so that you can find that place of, like you said, to relax. So that word release is, is a really big one that we need to release situations, people, feelings, anything that we know is not of God. That's right. The thing that I, that I love to teach and tell people about healing is the crucifixion we're called to. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we're talking about the crucifixion of Jesus, his suffering, his death and burial, but we need to speak more about our own mm -hmm. because healing really is something that's reserved or really designed for something to come after the cross. So Jesus bore our sickness. He bore our pains. He, he took it all to the cross, but you know what I love after he was resurrected, mm -hmm. he had none. That's of right. those things. That's right. Right. He was the absolute perfect um, uh, uh, state of wholeness because while he was on that cross, he was broken, right? He said, this is my body, which is broken for you. And his blood is shed in the same way. Doesn't he invite us to go to the cross? Yes. Right. And, and I think about those two pieces of wood. I think about those two pieces of wood to say, that's where my rejection needs to be nailed. That's where my offense needs to be nailed. That's where my fear needs to be nailed so it can die. And I would encourage people that as they're listening to this right now, that, that you may know of something that you have that you need to nail to the cross. You need to say, Lord, I'm going to release it upon the cross. And that you're willing to put that to death because while you put that to death, you are nailing Satan's power to hold you. You are destroying his ability to influence you in that area. So release them to God. I'm going to ask you guys to pray. All right. I would, I, I want to release prayer um, that those who are listening can, can release that and and we'll just if if the Lord gives you any any words um, of knowledge or wisdom or anything at all, you can go ahead and release that. But I, I think everyone who's listening, let this prayer be um, that that prayer that's going to get them through that roadblock of healing. Like when I discovered that it was a fear of rejection that I carried, I had to repent for believing what God doesn't say about me and what he believes about me. Mm. It was an ungodly belief. And I think that for some of us, um, 
I know for me, I would have thought I need to feel sorry for myself because I went through so much rejection as a child and even, a, you know, a young woman. Um, but it's not about becoming a victim of it. It's realizing that I was taking on thoughts about myself that were not from the heart of the mm. father. And you had to repent, you're saying. I had to repent. So that's a key, isn't it? That's how we release something often, right? We come into agreement with God. I am sorry for being out of agreement with you. That's exactly right. That's exactly what you do. And it sets you free. It, let, let's do it. Let, let's, let's get the freedom right now. If you're listening right now, if you're driving, um, I, I'm, I'm going to ask you to pull over, find a safe place. If you're, if you're jogging, just go ahead and stop for a moment. If you're in your morning walk, stop. If you are making coffee, go ahead and sit down. Let's give a little bit of attention to this prayer right now. That's going to be offered because it's moments like these that the spirit of God through his Holy spirit, will speak to your heart. Even if your name is not called right now in this podcast, he knows you. He knows where you've been. He knows where you are. And he knows where he desires for you to be. So come on, let's receive this prayer right now for your breakthrough because it's God's love operating through supernatural gifts to bring your breakthrough. Hmm. Father, we acknowledge your presence and we thank you that you are a good Father, it's not just a song, but it's in truth. You are a good, good Father. And we just bring to you any sense of rejection, unforgiveness, resentment, bitterness. And we ask that you would forgive us for agreeing with anything that is not of you, any unforgiveness, any resentment, any bitterness, any rejection any hatred, any anger. We ask for your cleansing. And you said that it is the washing of the water of the word. And so we thank you for the word being living right now in our lives and cleansing us of all unrighteous thinking. And we ask that you would come and bring power, glory, healing, manifest your love in each individual cause healing to flow into bodies, into minds, into spirits. We thank you for your love flowing. Even through this broadcast, may your love be felt and may it bring healing in Jesus' name. Mm, So good. Would you like to pray, Charity? Go ahead. Well, Father, we thank you that we have this moment to just come before you and repent of things that are not your thoughts, not your way of doing things. And we just say, let your will be done. And Father, we thank you that your word says perfect love casts out fear. And so anyone who's feeling afraid or feeling like I can't get out of this, I don't know how to overcome this. We thank you, God, that we can do everything through you. We don't have to lean on our own understanding or trust ourselves, but we can trust you and we can lean into you. And so we just say right now, that we're taking our will and leaning into you and asking for your help to guide us, to strengthen us, and to keep us in pursuit of everything that you've called us to. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I pray that you've been blessed by this episode today. I want again to thank uh, Kathy and Charity for being in the um, in the studio with us today. And I want to direct, if you want information, they are amazing teachers. Um, they're not only traveling all over the world, they're also uh, producing content. And the best place to 
send them is Facebook. Sure. You can go to Facebook, Ignited Ministries or ignitedministries.org. Okay. Awesome. We encourage you to do that. Also, send your testimonies, guys. If you're listening, send it to everyhousenow.org. Make sure you get that free copy from my most recent book, Unleashing Heaven's Breath, that teaches how God began to heal and how he heard my prayer for healing. It's going to bless you in your own healing journey. Guys, just text the word healing to 94,000. May God bless you. We look forward to hearing from you. And may the Lord Jesus Christ bring you into his perfect wholeness because he loves you. God bless you. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Be Healed podcast today. I'd love to connect with you on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Steve Hannett, and you can get a lot of our latest information and announcements there. Also, would love for you to know about our TV program called The Miraculous Life. It airs on Sid Roth's It's Supernatural Network, also known as ISN. You can go to their website. You can download the app ISN on your phone, and you can listen to it also on our YouTube channel, Just go to youtube.com forward slash Steve Hannett. There's amazing teachings and testimonies of God's power healing people and breaking through. Truly, he calls us to live in his grace and peace. Well, until next week, may Jesus Christ lead you, guide you, and establish you in the fullness of his grace and power. Be sure to share this podcast with someone who you know it will bless And I look forward to talking with you next week. God bless you. Be Healed is a production of Every House, a church network whose mission is to contribute to the work of the Great Commission by reaching the lost, establishing churches, and cultivating leaders throughout the world. If you'd like to give a tax-deductible gift to support this ministry, simply visit our website at stevehannett.com and click the Donate button. We thank you in advance for your prayer and support.